Thank you for joining us for this episode. Uh, we are excited to have Dr. Stephanie Wu back on us uh, on the show with us. Uh, we're going to be talking about ways to crush it in the scleral lens world with resources, uh, workshops, and other amazing things on the Optometric Insights Show. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Optometric Insights Show. Uh, so stoked to have Dr. Stephanie Wu back with us uh, on this episode. Um, today, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, making your contact lens practice even better. And somebody that uh, has has done that effectively in her own right is Dr. Wu. So thank you for joining us for this episode, Dr. Wu. Oh, thanks, Dr. Kading. It's a pleasure to be here. Excellent. So uh, to get right into it, can you tell us a little bit about uh, about your experience in contact lenses? You did a residency, so you already came out in practice knowing about specialty contact lenses. And did you join a practice that was real big or did you, is this something that you you built into an existing practice? Yeah, that's a good question because when you complete a cornea and contact lens residency, you have a lot of variety. You can go into education, you can start teaching students, you can go into private practice, you can join with an MDOD clinic. I mean, yeah. the possibilities are really endless. Mm -hmm. um, but because I was on this special grant called the Witchy Grant, uh, I the state of Arizona paid for half of my tuition. And so I knew that I had to go back to Arizona for at least four years. That's basically the obligation. You don't have to pay any money back. You just yep. have to serve the state that you came from. So mm -hmm. I kind of weighed out what I was going to do. Was I going to just try to find some sort of opportunity where I could where I could do specialty lenses? And in that case, I'd probably have to go to Phoenix or Tucson, which are the two biggest cities in Arizona. Yeah. But I just decided, you know what? I'm just going to go back to my hometown and uh, join up with my uh, doctor growing up who I've been seeing since I was in second grade and uh, live with my dad and pay off some student loan debt and just knock it out for four years and, and then just kind of go from there. Yeah. But um, after showing up, I realized, oh, they don't do any specialty lenses at all. And I just decided on my own, I was going to figure out a way to incorporate specialty lenses into the practice, which uh, of course had, had a lot of challenges. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we, we had uh, done an interview with Dr. Uh, Wu um, uh, a couple episodes ago. So make sure to check that out. Um, and we kind of go through this whole process of getting into practice and, uh, and her journey. So uh, make sure to link back to that episode for more of her history. Um, so now you are in this practice and you are starting to develop it as a specialty lens practice you know, kind of, kind of talk about how uh, you went from I'm starting to see eye exams to now I'm fitting a bunch of scleral lenses and I'm fitting a bunch of keratoconus patients. I'm fitting a bunch of corneal lenses, and now you're the specialty lens fitter in in Lake Havasu. Yeah. So the the first thing was I was trying to get used to the the clinic, right? You know, when you start up at a new place. Mm -hmm you're just trying to learn the basics. Where's the slit lamp? <laughs> you know, so it's just trying to get those things yeah. down and learn everybody's name. We have like 32 staff members cause we had three yeah. locations. So I, I, in the very, very beginning stages, I was just trying to get my feet, you know, on solid ground. 
So I probably did that for the first like three months. Um, but it was since I knew I was going to do specialty lenses, I, I told the other doctor, you know, if you have any patients that you think could benefit, you know, please send them my way. So right. he was probably like the first person that just, he was like, oh, this patient has keratoconus. And um, instead of sending them all the way to Phoenix, like maybe you could help them. And so we kind of started dabbling in, in fitting the, the lenses. And you kind said, of, uh, yes, I can. I can help that person. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then those people became like the most exciting ones on the schedule. And then just over the years, we figured out how to schedule them, how to get the staff involved. You know, in the beginning, I was the only one that knew how to do anything. So I had to do everything. So I'd be like, okay, guys, block off the whole morning because I'm the only one that knows how to do the testing, the fitting, um, the training, you know, all of that stuff. So it was kind of a, a time commitment in the beginning for sure. Yeah. So uh, you uh, recently, a year ago, started a practice that was especially just specialty contact lenses. Before you left the other practice that was doing primary care, you saw retina patients, you saw glaucoma, you saw specialty lenses. How many specialty lens patients were you seeing in a weekly basis? Was it a, a big part of your practice? Yeah, it ended up becoming a pretty big portion of my day. So I would say that on a typical day, you know, I would see like 30 to 50 patients. Yeah. And I would say at least 10 of those patients um, or maybe even 15 a day mm -hmm. ended up being specialty lens patients, whether yeah. it was a new fitting, a new consult, dispense or a follow up. Yeah. Yeah, that's an incredible percentage. And I think that just goes to show that with time and, and what kind of time period are we looking at here from you starting until you leaving that practice? How long were you there? I was there for nine years and yeah. we did some metrics on like going from basically we grew the practice from zero specialty lens patients to over a thousand specialty lens patients in five years. Wow. That that's, that's fantastic. And, you know, with a thousand specialty lens patients, thinking about the, uh, the revenue that a, a specialty lens patient generates per patient, which typically is, is a little bit more because you're seeing that patient more visits and so forth. Um, a thousand specialty lens patients really could be its own practice all of itself, right? And, and, and even having half of that is a substantial practice for most people. So that, that just kind of goes to show that you can become a specialist in your area very, very quickly. Yeah, yeah, cool. So um, now let's, let's get into an area of, uh, of, of the specialty lens practice that you now have. Um, you spoke at the last episode about how that decision kind of came about and how you went about opening that practice. Um, but tell us a little bit about the, uh, the types of patients that you're seeing and, uh, what kind of lenses you're using and, uh, and so forth. I, I assume that there's probably some standard scleral lens patients, but there's probably a lot of really advanced patients. So what kind of things are you doing in your practice that are similar, but also more advanced than what you were doing before? Yeah. So I would say the biggest thing is that we're not taking insurance. And so that gives us a lot of time to be able to commit to that patient. 
So it's not uncommon that the patient will be with me face to face for like two hours. I mm. would never be able to do that at the other practice. Right. So it's been a really interesting way of going from 40, 50 patients a day. And now I might see three <laughs> or, mm-hmm. or four and then four I'm exhausted because it's, you know, eight, eight hours of face to face patient time. Um, but yeah, most of the clinic of the, most of the patients that I'm getting referred are very, very complicated eyes, very, very sick eyes. Um, we just saw a patient that had, um, a corneal transplant and they had RK and they've got a bleb and they're aphakic. So it's like that type of patient is like most optometrists are like, Ooh, um, yeah. That's an interesting uh, case that I don't want to see. Big combo there. <laughs> and so those are like the typical people that we see, like the ones that most ODs are like, I am not touching this person. Right, right. So what kind of uh, what kind of scleral lens, not not brand names, but are you are you doing molded lenses? Are you using uh, scleral lens uh, profilometry? Uh, what kind of things are you doing that's uh, helping you with some of these more advanced patients? Great question. So we've got three options. So when the patient comes in, and if they end up being a good scleral lens candidate, uh, you know, of course we do like corneal GPs and hybrids and custom sure. soft stuff. But, All of it, yep. But let's say with scleral lenses, I've I've narrowed it down instead of presenting the patients with a million options and overwhelming them, I've limited it to three choices. And if they don't qualify for one of them, I just make a strong recommendation for one option. Sure. But let's say they would qualify for all three. So we've got the foundation, which is uh, basically a basic scleral lens, which um, doesn't have a lot of customization options, um, limited parameters, but you know, it's a, it's the, it's a good option for somebody where uh, finances are, are the, the main concern um, or they have a very, very simple case. The mm-hmm. second option is we're using profilometry. So we're actually taking a 3D scan of their entire eyeball and then using that technology to design a custom lens. And then tier three is the molded design. We're actually taking an impression of their eyeball. Then that's sent to the lab. They use a 3D scanner to look at 3 million data points. And then they design a a lens that's super duper custom to that patient. Yeah. What kind of promises are you making patients up front? Um, Each patient's probably different, but what kind of things are they expecting when they walk out the door? This is such a great... um, question, Dave. And honestly, we could do a whole podcast on that. I'm sure we could. Yes. Uh, Because I have had to um, adjust things over the years. So that's such a great point that having a conversation with a patient is incredibly important. You have to be able to tell them, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I think we can help you with. But I also think it's equally important to let them know that this is not 100% guaranteed. What I can promise you is I will do everything in my power. I will spend as long as it takes. I will see you for as many visits as is necessary to get you to the best contact lens that I can get you. I will take you to the end of my knowledge, basically. Um, 
But what I can't promise is I, I'm not going to ever promise somebody that you're going to be able to wear this contact lens all day. You're going to be right. able to see 2020. I never right. make those types of, of claims. I tell them that this is what I think I can do, mm-hmm. but nothing is guaranteed. So there is some, some, somewhat of a risk, you know, when you go down the route with specialty lenses. And I think it's incredibly important to go over that with the patient. Yeah. So um, I think that if, if we looked at the vast majority of practitioners out there, uh, you know, in, in the vast majority, they're not fitting specialty lenses at all. We've got another subgroup who's dabbling in specialty lenses. Let's speak to that group or the group who is kind of thinking about getting into it. Um, those would be the foundation uh, foundation type of lenses that you're looking at. What are some things that, uh, that you've seen over the years as a good way for those people to start? Um, and, and I, I want to speak to Wu University because I, I, I know that's an incredible resource for people. But, but even before we get there, what are some things that you recommend people do in the starting process? Well, that's a great question because I don't think that it should ever be a barrier to any doctor that says, gosh, I really don't know where to begin. And a lot of people have this misconception that um, if they don't have a residency or they don't have the diagnostic tools or they don't have the education or knowledge base that they're not going to be able to do this. And I can tell you that there are so many incredible resources out there. Some of the free resources out there include the Scleral Lens Society. The Scleral Lens Society is committed to teaching practitioners how to fit scleral lenses. And uh, so that's an amazing nonprofit organization. They have a ton of archived webinars, lots of different information. If you if you become like a member, you have a lot of um, uh, access to free resources like examples of patient contracts, examples of a scleral lens fitting form, you know, what you should include. So that would be like my first go-to recommendation is the Scleral Lens Society, uh, GPLI, the Gas Permeable Lens Institute, another amazing organization that's committed to helping practitioners learn how to fit gas permeable lenses. Dr. Bennett is the president of that company. And he is, as you know, Dave, one of the most uh, committed people in the industry of getting this type of education to doctors. So another great resource. There's on that one, there's tons of um, uh, archived webinars, things like that, Mm -hmm. free resources for your practice, brochures, I mean, things that can really get you off the ground. And then on top of that, if you just kind of look in um, contact lens spectrum, uh, review of optometry, really any major optometry publication, there's tons of great articles that are written by industry experts. Uh, And then if going into the paid versions of things now, um, meetings. Global Specialty yeah. Lens Symposium, amazing. That is a, an incredible meeting where it is all purely specialty lens related. Um, there's workshops at Academy. You know, Academy's got an incredible workshop for scleral lenses. So does AOA. I know that Mila is involved in that a lot, and that's an incredible mm-hmm. resource. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think these are these are incredible. And, you know, over the years, I think those of us who have been doing scleral lenses for a considerable amount of time, um, we've we've tried to roll these types of programs out in in small little bite sized pieces. You know, GSLS has some introductory uh, courses for the first couple of days and so forth. Um, and, you know, I think one of the other, you know, resources that you're probably getting to is our local laboratories. You know, sometimes it really just, you just need to put a couple lenses on the eyes. Workshops are a good way to do that, but also our laboratories are really good, uh, a, a good help. Um, but what I love about what you've done is you've taken a step back and said, okay, I've learned all of this information. You know, I go and do a lecture, you know, in uh, Florida one week, and then you are in Arizona the next week, and you're in California, and you lecture all over, but they tend to be little bite-sized pieces of how to be a better scleral lens fitter. And so if you're not aware, we now have something called Woo University. And uh, there's a kind of a whole platform built here that people can walk through the stages. And so uh, I wasn't intending this to be a commercial, but I, I, I want people to know the resources that are available. Talk us through that, you know, how that fits in with somebody who's brand new to scleral lenses or just getting started in scleral lenses, how you've built something for them. Well, thanks for uh, allowing me to, to speak on this because this is something that has become a, a new recent passion of mine is educating yeah. optometrists. But um, when I kind of took a look and just kind of take a step back and it's like, okay, what's what's already out there? Okay, Scleral Lens Society, all these meetings, all the labs, they do a fantastic job at teaching the fundamentals of fitting specialty lenses. And, and I think that that is really covered. So then I just thought, well, what is, what is uh, lacking or, or, or where, where can I feel like I can be of any assistance uh, to doctors? And so I thought, well, what about more of the practice management stuff, like how to get scleral lens patients in the door, uh, how, how, to, how to train staff members, how to um, fill in code pro appropriately. Mm -hmm. and, and the main source of inspiration was actually from the program that Mila and Jeff put on, yeah. you know, throughout many weekends per year where they've got this kind of boot camp where people go and they learn the ins and outs of how to fit scleral lenses, how to dispense them, how to do training. And, and it's really like a, uh, it really is like a boot camp for these doctors. And I thought, wow, that is so cool that they are taking time to educate doctors at such a high level so that when they leave that boot camp, they are like ready to ready rock. To go. Uh, yep. when they get back into practice. Um, so that's kind of where that was one of the inspirations for Wu University is, hey, what if what if these doctors need more help when they get back and and they want to maybe do some sort of program where they the, the practice management components um, are maybe a little bit more crystal clear. They need someone to hold their hand through some of the billing. They get they, they're stuck, you know, they get to this insurance and they're like, shoot, I don't know how to bill this now. So that's yeah. where I thought I could be of use. Um, and that's kind of where Wu University started, where I could maybe help some of these doctors um, with some of the more practice management. Um, yeah. 
aspect. I think one of the real, real great things about this is that this isn't something that you've conceptualized on how to do. You started in a practice that didn't have any of this stuff. You've seen the ins and outs of practice management with specialty contact lenses. You've seen all the aspects of this come to play of insurance and no insurance and how do, how do you make money from insurance and how do you, how, what's the right way to do it? How do you implement forms into your practice? How do you implement, uh, you know, dealing with laboratories and so forth? I mean, this is, this is right at the heart of what you've put into action. You've been the crash test dummy on all of this stuff uh, over the years. And I think that's really why it brings so much value to people. And uh, so um, super stoked to have you on the the Optometric Insight show this uh, on this episode, and uh, I think there's a lot more things that we can learn. You brought up some really good resources that we'll uh, share on the uh, in in the show notes. Uh, we'll we'll share some information about the Scleral Lens Society. We'll share some information on how to get a, a get acquainted with the GPLI. Um, certainly, you can look at the uh, at the workshops at the optometry conferences. There's always a workshop at every single one of them, and uh, I've been a, a part of those, and they always provide such great value. And uh, with your permission, I'd love to be able to share some information about Wu University uh, if we can do that. Are there other places, or is is there a website or what, what is the, what is it that people can go to, to find more information about you, Wu University and so forth? Yeah. So of course um, I've got two websites, one's for my clinic, which is mm -hmm. clinevada.com. So C like contact L like lens. I like Institute clinevada.com. And uh, so that's a website inspiration. If anybody wants to kind of find out more about what I do in the clinic and then drstephaniewu.com is my professional website. And then a new one is wuu.org. So w-o-o-u.org. And that one is getting uh, built out. I mean, it's you can still find it now, but it's getting built out into a, a website. We'll have different educational resources. Some of them will be like interviews like this, where I've kind of chatted with other doctors about different topics. We just did one the other night on audits. Um, mm. That's like a super highly requested topic. And then we've got COPE approved CE. And so we're going to kind of try to organize it to based off of what the practitioner is looking for. Are they looking for past archived things? Do they want future events? Do they need um, other things? You know, so that's going to be launched here soon, but that will lead you to all of the Wu University upcoming and past webinars. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again for joining us and uh, hopefully we can talk again. Uh, thank you for joining us for this episode of the Optometric Insight Show. Make sure to like, subscribe, check the comments down below uh, for other great insights. And uh, please make sure to reach out to Dr. Wu through the, the resources in the show notes. I'm sure she would love to be helpful to you and most importantly to your patients. Uh, stay tuned for our next episode of the Optometric Insight Show, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>